It was the 1980s, and I was a scrawny kid of divorced parents. I was a second-rate athlete, wannabe, with asthma, and my summers were filled with tractor work, irrigation pipe, and bucking hay. But there was one summer that I'll never forget. It was a summer that really has changed the whole direction of my life. That summer, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And my world was rocked. I remember saying yes to Jesus for the first time in my life. It wasn't my parents' faith or someone else's faith or I didn't feel pressure to it. I made that choice because I was convinced that Jesus was the one. And I remember being baptized in a local river and coming up out of that water. It's like everything changed. My entire perspective on life changed. I mean, up to that point, I was kind of living selfishly. I was kind of a woe is me kid, awkward. And I remember just having a whole sense of my world exploding coming out of that water. And I realized that life isn't just about me, that God had this huge plan and I could be a part of that. It's like everything just exploded in color for me. And from that day on, Again, my, my world has, has never been the same. And one of the things that I got that summer was a real sense of hope. Not just hope that I was gonna get through this scrawny, awkward teenage phase, but a hope for not only my life, but for the hope of the world and the life to come. It's like I, I encountered hope for the first time ever, and I never wanted to let it go. You and I know how important hope is. To have hope is so crucial. I mean, hope that tomorrow will be a better day, especially now as we're going through this coronavirus craziness. Hope that tomorrow will be a little better. Hope that one day we will see our loved ones who've passed on. Hope that God isn't done with us yet. We know how powerful hope is. And hope can do a number of things. I mean, it, it, it changes our perspective like it, like it did for me. Hope opens up all these possibilities. I mean, it's almost like the impossible becomes possible all of a sudden. And hope can even change the way we live. It can change our habits and, our, and the way we go about things. When, when we have hope, we're almost willing to, to, to face the world at any odds. And the ultimate source of all of our hope, all of humanity's hope, comes in the resurrection that we celebrate today. Christ's resurrection gives us hope against an ineffective and unfulfilled life. Christ's resurrection unleashes our life and it and explodes the possibilities in front of us. It can make us, I think, unstoppable, this, this hope of Jesus and his resurrection. Today's Easter, and we kick off today a new four-part series that explores everything that we have, all that humanity has been given because of what Jesus did for us on that cross and resurrection. God offered us everything when he sent his son Jesus here so many, so many thousands of years ago to live and walk among us and teach and ultimately to, to, to be crucified and then rose from the dead. And our key theme in this whole series is everything including hope and freedom and, 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 and a fruitful life 
and, and, and righteousness. All of those things we're going to cover in this series. And I really want to encourage you to, to, to make plans to be for with us for each of those segments. Not only today, for the, for the next three weeks, we're going to unpack some amazing things that we, that we are gifted, that we are offered by God through Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you to make plans, stick with us, put it in your calendar. Uh, this is going to be an incredible series. And our series is, again, based on all, the, all that we have in Jesus. Did you know that the scriptures say that in Jesus, he alone is, is love and he is light. Those are things that are essential for our human existence. The scripture says that he is literally everything. Our key verse comes from verse Coloss or from Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Let me read that for you. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him, listen to this, and in him all things hold together. And today, we're going to be looking at just one of those everything, all things that he gives us, and that is, that is hope. So today's message is entitled, In Him, So We Have Hope. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you in this online setting, and we want to lean in to what the power of your Holy Spirit is going to do in all of our hearts. Father, speak to us today about the power of hope and what that unleashes in our life, all because of the resurrection of your son, Jesus, from death. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. If you have a Bible or a device, I encourage you to find Acts chapter 17. That's going to be where we're at today. And looking at a story there with, with a man named Paul. He's an apostle, one of the early followers of Jesus, and one of the key leaders in the early church. Remember, the, the early church was kind of a first century movement, a Jesus movement, that began to just explode all over the ancient world, specifically the, the ancient world ruled by the Roman Empire. And, and the Apostle Paul was a key person in the planting of all these churches all over the ancient world. And we know about a lot of his, his work and his, his, his ministry because of another early follower of Jesus, a guy named Luke. And Luke contributed some, some pretty amazing writings to our New Testament section of the Bible, including the Gospel of Luke, which you may be familiar with, but also he, he wrote Acts. And half of his book of Acts, and, and the book of Acts is really about the expansion of the church, kind of beyond uh, the early Jesus movement into the Roman Empire, and half of his book, over half of his book of, of Acts, is dedicated to this man named Paul, who is, again was an early follower of Jesus and a great spokesperson, uh, spokesperson for hope. And Paul was traveling all over, and one of the towns he went to was a town named Athens. And we know Athens, Athens, Greece, even today, it's still a real place. And then it was a key city, and a lot of uh, philosophers and, and people who are very educated like to kind of flock to that city and, and talk about ideas and philosophies. And in Acts chapter 17, we see Paul arriving there in the city of Athens, and what he does, and I'm just going to paraphrase here what he does in, in this whole scenario. He, he gets to town, he's looking around, he's seeing all kinds of things, and what he sees is a lot of idols and shrines, which would have been very common in, in that time period in history. There's a lot of Greek and Roman gods, and, and people have all kinds of shrines to them, but Paul sees all this in the town. As he's looking around, he just gets frustrated, and he's got to say something. 
And so Paul, what does he normally do? He's, he's, a, he's a Jewish person. That was his background. And so he naturally goes to the synagogue and begins to talk to some of the Jewish people there, the, the people of Israel, about, about Jesus and about hope and resurrection. He goes there and he's starting to talk to some of the more educated folks. And then he eventually winds up at this place called the Areopagus. And this is a place where, again, it was kind of the pinnacle of where all these thinkers and philosophers would come together. They would give speeches and they would have debates. And it was just a place where big ideas were shared. And Paul gets there and he begins to tell them about Jesus and the resurrection of the dead. And it really begins to tickle their ears. In fact, they say, we've never heard teaching like this. You know, tell us more, tell us more. And, and Paul does. He kind of explains how, look, as I was walking around town, I noticed you guys had all these idols and shrines. And one of, one of those said to an unknown God. And so Paul shares with these, these folks there at the Areopagus, hey, actually, this is not an unknown God. There's a God of the universe that created everything, created all things. And he's not constrained to some kind of... Uh, uh, gold or stone or silver. He's not an idol like these things you see around town. He's the king of the universe and he could do all things and he's not far from any of us. In fact, he, he wants to be in relationship with each of us. And so Paul begins to share this and then it culminates in talking about Jesus, of course, and the resurrection of the dead. And try as Paul might, he did get a few converts. People really liked what he was saying, but many just thought, well, let's just add that to our library of debatable topics. And they, they share with Paul, hey, why don't you come back? We'll talk some more about this. And Paul's done. By this time, Paul's like, eh, I'm not going to, I've said what I need to say. And that's, that's it. Jesus and the resurrection. I'm going to hang my hat there and walk away. And Paul never returns, as far as we know. He uh, heads out and continues his ministry, meets up with his friends and continues to plant churches and does some amazing things, but I, I find it interesting that Paul just got to a point where he realized, I, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I can keep talking about this, I'll bloom the face, but at some point, you got to take action. Isn't that true? Some people seem to, to kind of live all up in their heads sometimes. They just kind of want to keep talking about this and debating this and reading this and going to the next blog post and doing all this stuff, but they never actually get anything done. And I love how the gospel of Jesus that, that Paul was sharing, it was, was a living faith an active faith. It was, a, it was a new way to be human. And it required action and an awakening of the soul. So Paul was, was done with these philosophers and thinkers. And he wanted to move on to tell the story to people who would, who would be awakened in their soul by the good news of Jesus. I love how Paul says, Jesus literally is everything. I don't know if all those folks there caught his statement, but in, in, the, in, in that statement to all those people, he said, in Jesus, in him, we live and move and have our being. Now, Paul wrote many letters in the New Testament as he was traveling around and planting churches with his friends. Uh, he wrote a lot of letters that we have collected in our New Testaments. Very helpful because it helps us unpack what it means to be a Christ follower in a culture that's very different. And one of his letters is Ephesians. It was a letter that he wrote to a church that was there, a church that he helped establish, some friends there in Ephesus. And, and he writes this letter in the first part of the letter, he begins to show some of the amazing benefits and blessings we have in Jesus Christ. And, and I'll just give you a highlight reel. Paul wrote that in Christ, we are chosen and loved. In Christ, we are predestined for adoption and glory. In Christ, we're redeemed and forgiven. 
In Christ, we are lavished with grace. In Christ, we are given revelation of God's mysterious will. And in Christ, we're inheritors of the kingdom, that we're sons and daughters of the king. I mean, just a wonderful way to start that letter. All those things we have in Christ, but, but the big one that he lists is this thing called hope. That in Jesus Christ, ultimately, and his resurrection, we have hope that literally defies the odds. It defies the odds. I like what one psychologist wrote a few years ago in Psychology Today. He wrote this. You're never going to believe this. Let me just quote this here. Archer says, if, if I could find a way to package and dispense hope, I would have a pill more powerful than any antidepressant on the market. Hope is often the only thing between man and the abyss. We know the one standing between humanity and the abyss is Jesus Christ. If I could write back to Dr. Archer there, I'd say, no, we have the hope. It's in Jesus Christ, a hope that defies the odds, that actually can, can be a game changer for whoever reaches out and grabs hold of that hope. And so the question is, do you have the hope of Jesus today? Do you have the hope of Jesus in his resurrection? Because he's the source, he's the true source of, 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 of that hope for anyone who wants it, anyone who will call out. And so how, how do you receive that, that hope? Well, if you call out, all you really need to do is say yes to Jesus. Say yes to Jesus. Now, you may have never even thought about that. Maybe you're brand new to this. You're, you're like, I'm not even sure. I'm kind of on this online thing. I'm not even sure how I got here. And you're not sure about this, about this Jesus. So you may not have said yes to the hope in Jesus yet. But I, I want to encourage you to investigate. Look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. See those biographies of Jesus. Be, be amazed at the person and work of Jesus and, and be convinced of his resurrection and say yes to him. Because today could be a day you remember. Easter 2020 could be a day you remember, just like I did way back then in the 80s when I came up out of that water. Today could be your day. So I want to circle back with that. So, so hang on. For some of you, you may have already said yes to Jesus. You said, hey, Ben, I, I'm in. I said yes to Jesus. Uh, what's for me today? Well, here's the deal. You have the hope of Jesus in your life. The question is, how can you be the hope to someone else? How can you be the hope to someone else? And I, I think it's pretty simple. You and I, as Christ followers, those of us today uh, that are together, we can be kind to someone. We can do for someone that for whatever reason they can't do for themselves. And that will bring hope, the hope of Jesus and his resurrection to someone, even in a small way. So I encourage you to, to check on your neighbors, check on your family members, check on those who are most vulnerable. You know, make masks if, if that's what God's calling you to do. Donate extra toilet paper. Do whatever you gotta do to be kind to someone because that shows, that shows the hope of Jesus. Look, Easter we celebrate a lot. And I know this is a weird Easter for many of us. We're celebrating online and, and trying to social distance, but we celebrate the reality that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And basically that was proof of everything he said and taught and proof of everything the scriptures from cover to cover were pointing to. The resurrection is the proof of that. And we celebrate not only as Jesus as the risen Lord and Lord of all, but that we literally exist and function in him. 
I mean, do you get the reality of that? Do you get the weight of that? What that means? In him, we live and move and have our beings, what Paul told those folks there in Athens. That means Jesus runs it all. He is everything. And he's our only hope, both for now, today, and for the not yet. In him, we live and move and have our being. In him, we have everything. We have life, but especially today, we have hope. 1 John 4, 9 says this, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might, what? Live through him. Actually have our life through him. Only in Jesus and his resurrection do we have an unshakable, eternal hope. A hope that defies all odds. A hope that makes the impossible possible. A hope that changes our perspective. A hope that changes our possibilities. And a hope that changes even how we live day to day. So the big question is, have you taken hold of that hope? And it's, it's an easy thing. I'm thankful that, that Jesus made it easy for us to approach him, to decide for him, to make him Savior and Lord. It's simple. You believe. That's the big one. You believe that he is the Son of God. You believe that he is who he says he is. And that you trust God as, as the King and King and, and Jesus as the Lord. You, you believe. And then you repent of your sin. And that basically means you've been following your own way and you've been, you've been making mistakes here and there and, and God wants you to go a different direction. So repentance means you're gonna go and follow Jesus instead of your own way. And then you confess. You, you say it out loud. You say it in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you trust him as your savior. And yes, you're a sinner and you need all of Jesus. And then you go all in and you're baptized, buried with Christ in Christian baptism, risen to new life. And then you begin living as a Christ follower, living that new way to be human, that new way in Christ's hope. Say yes to Jesus. He is our only hope. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you. We're thankful so much for what the resurrection teaches us about hope. And that, Father, you provided us everything. That in Christ, we literally have everything. We live and move and have our being. And you've given us real hope for today and for the not yet. And so, I, Father, I pray for every person who's listening right now, that, Father, you would awaken hope in all of us. That through Jesus and his resurrection, we can look at the world with different eyes. And we can be the hope to someone else because of what Jesus has meant for us. Father, we pray now that you would do immeasurably more than any of us could ask or imagine according to your power. And Father, we trust you because you're good today on this Easter Sunday, 2020. Father, live through us. Help us be the hope to the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.